0: Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with REMAX
2: results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman.
0: Yes, she is our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from REMAX results in the Red Hot Real Estate Group, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. I also am happy to bring to the microphone our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson, as well. Good morning. So, what is your NMLS number, please? NMLS
2: 238103, Company NMLS 803 three zero nine five cross country mortgage
0: so we are fully into fall even though the sun is out today so i appreciate your color scheme mimi because it's similar to my mom's that are droopy today i'm, dro- I'm similar to your <laughs> mom my, my mom's the color scheme is oh. that kind of thing you look oh. very you know fall Pumpkney. like that pumpkin-y i like it it's a good tone oh, for you thank yes you. Thank yes you. Thank yes. You. yes so what is going on are we having spooky things going on in <laughs> the 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 local real estate market or are things pretty calm
1: you know, I wouldn't say spooky. Okay. What would you say, Phil?
2: I would say, well, it's a little crazy.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying spooky because we're right yes. before Halloween.
2: I mean, we could use the word spooky. So
1: here's the thing that I find really fascinating hmm. is that every single week lately, we've been increasing in inventory. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Two point four months we're at, folks. Huh? Last week it was two point three, and not too long ago it was two. So people are ready to move. People are selling. Okay, and that is good for our buyers. The more houses that they have to choose from, the better it is. So sellers, the more competition you have, the more pressure you feel. So we're kind of we're not balanced yet. We're five to six months is balanced. And Phil, you were saying that nationwide it's like three point six months of inventory. 3.6, but then. Um,
2: then again, we have to t- keep an account. We've got some seasonality in that number as well.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, our, I'm just going to read what the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors has written. According to Adam's Q3 2023 U.S. Home Affordability Report, Median price single family homes and condos were less affordable compared to historical averages in 99% of counties nationwide in the third quarter of 2023. And home sale prices have continued to rise across the country. And with mortgage rates above 7%, major home ownership expenses now take up 35% of the average national wage, the highest level since 2007 and well above the 28% affordability standard commonly used by many lenders. Let's talk about that affordability uh, when you're qualifying people for a loan, Phil. All
2: right. Well, I've got an article here, and I don't know if we have time to even talk about it, but it's called the 28-36% rule.
0: 28-36. 28-36.
2: Okay? 30, so 28-36 okay. rule. Gotcha. Um. That's... A rule that people talk about? Mm-hmm. Is it a rule that lenders follow? Okay. No. So no.
0: what people talk about it? What well, is first it what off, I'm what's about? twenty-eight?
2: The yes. twenty-eight number is your housing expense ratio. Okay. That means you take your P I T I plus association fees plus mortgage uh insurance, you even went too
0: fast, Mary. P I T I is principal
2: interest, taxes, insurance okay. to include mortgage insurance or okay. your HOA fee. Okay. And
0: housing your yeah. your
2: housing ratio is 28%. Okay, thank you. Your overall debt that takes into account your new house you're purchasing and your debt on credit should be no more than 36. Okay. But guess what? You you've got VA home loans that will go up to 55%. FHA will go up to 55%. Conventional will go up to 50%. Uh USDA they are they are probably the most conservative that's your rural development loan they kind of cap you at 43%. Okay. So, I've just talked about all the major products and there's a lot of derivatives of that, but all of those are well above the 28 36% rule. And okay. you can google that and you'll read about what this rule is and that lenders now are there lenders out there that follow this rule? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are there banks that follow this rule? Yes. They're just very 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 conservative.
1: Okay, fair enough. So where did the the whole 28 36 come from? Do you know?
2: Oh, probably from financial analysts that have looked at the numbers and state that your your housing price or your debt ratio shouldn't be any higher than this in order to be able to afford a home. The problem with with the 28-36% rule is it comes down to income. And does all income count? And that's what I really wanted to kind of talk about here today a little bit, is a lot of income is not counted okay. towards a qualified mortgage. All right. So let me give you an example, just real quick. Consumer receives a uh, tip, in, tip income. Mm-hmm. And their TIP income is $15,000 a year, only has been doing it one year. And oh, by the way, the TIP income they receive is in cash, so they don't count it. Okay. So all that income of that $15,000 can not be counted towards these ratios. All right. And there's lots of other scenarios that I can talk about where it, where it doesn't apply.
1: Okay. Um, you were going to be talking a little bit about... Uh, Tell folks what you're going to be talking about.
2: <laughs> I'm going to talk about what's income. Okay. What's income? Because right? just
1: because we
0: have money in air quotes coming in or things that are coming does in, it we don't it really qualify.
2: Count them. Does it qualify for a mortgage? And then what's a debt? Okay. What's a debt? What's a liability? And I'll give you an example of a liability that's not on your credit report.
0: Okay.
2: You owe the federal government ten thousand dollars in back taxes. Yes. And you've made a payment arrangement pay that money back to the federal government well guess what that's considered a liability
0: okay all
1: right Mm -hmm.
2: and that goes against your debt to income ratios that's just one example
1: what's another one
2: give you another example of a liability you get into a divorce and you decide you've got a truck that's Mm -hmm. a joint joint debt and you decide to make it the spouse's income, or the spouse's gets the truck. Yes. Well, now that consumer thinks they don't have a truck payment. Yeah, you do. Unless they, you can prove that that, that third party has been making the payments on time, that can become a liability of yours. Because
1: you're still on that loan.
2: Because you're still on that loan. Okay. And
1: that, just okay.
2: another example.
1: Okay. Um, Phil, while we're on the subject, can you give us just a little bit of a market update for uh, mortgage?
2: Sure. Um, we've, we've, we have seen interest rates tweak up a little bit more here, unfortunately, over the last couple of weeks. But it looks like it's kind of stabilizing. The The big news, though, in the market is, is what the Federal Reserve is going to do in November okay. regarding the prime rate. And are they going to raise the prime rate? and the consensus at least what what we're reading and hearing is that they're going to take a pause okay thank god mm-hmm. okay that they're going to take a pause in november otherwise your home equity loans student loans that aren't guaranteed by the government credit cards home equity loans those those interest rates will all continue to go up okay squeezing the consumer further and then another big news is is We're October. What's due now? What do people have to pay?
1: Property taxes. Oh
2: yeah. How about student loans?
1: Mm. Ah, The
2: moratorium is over. Is over. Yep. And there's multiple different ways that we have to calculate student loans now based on the student loans coming back being a liability. Okay. So
0: before, if they were since they were on hiatus, you use a different percentage of what was what you counted because they weren't required to pay any of them, but then there was just like a percentage of it yep. would go count as debt. Well, so a, that's adjusting now?
2: Well, it's it's adjusted. We still use the same calculation, a half a percent or 1%, depending on the servicer we're going to yes. use, be it Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. But if the consumer is on a bona fide, and they use the word bona fide, income, payment, Repayment program. Okay, it's based on how much income you make. We can use that calculation as long as we can prove that that document or prove that calculation with documentation from the student loan company.
0: Okay, so it isn't. Hey, I said this, and it was a handshake agreement. It's like, no, I need the paperwork.
2: And guess what? If the payment, uh, let's say a half a percent of ten thousand dollars is fifty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. If you can provide a document that shows that the payment's truly $38 a month. Yes. We can then use that 38 Instead. Instead. Okay.
1: okay. So, Phil, um, when we come back from this break, um, we are going to talk about why isn't your house selling? Okay.
0: We would also awesome love subject. for you to be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. Be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk one zero seven one. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast, you can get this episode and previous episodes if you go to our website, mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, Red Hot. Here with my good friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and also, of course, Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. And reminding you can be part of the show, just call us at 651-641-1071. Okay.
1: Um, You know... Our days on market are increasing throughout the Twin Cities. They have been for for weeks and weeks, maybe months and months. Um, and so we do get asked the question occasionally by sellers, you know, I don't understand it. Why is my house not selling? And, you know, that can be kind of a complicated question. And so what we're going to talk about today is a little bit about why. Why, from a realtor's perspective... Um, and from a consumer's perspective, really, on why your house is just sitting on the market. And so, the first thing that I'd like to start with is your photos. Um, I ask myself, I look at so many properties online. Okay, so all three of us in this room, we all look at a lot of properties because of what we do. Mm-hmm. And, and Miss Shannon, you you look because you just enjoy I just want to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. You just want to see, and, and so I can talk to y'all. So okay. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so I ask myself, when I'm looking at pictures that are kind of cattywampus, I say, self, why did that person get
0: hired? Can I tell you this, Uh, 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 whether they get hired or whether somebody did it themselves, uh, you don't know this because you've been successfully relationship a million years. This is the same thing I say when I see people's dating profiles. Like, why do you have these cattywampus pictures? (laughs) Why was this the choice you made? And it's the same difference. If you want to look good, you
1: want your house to look good. Don't put up these pictures that are poorly taken. You know, you know, it's your first impression, Mm -hmm. folks, your photos. Um, and, and there's so many things that go into taking really good photos. So the first thing that I want to say is your agent should be hiring a professional photographer. OK, you're paying them commission. That should be like thing number one. And a professional photographer that
0: focuses on this because I have my my headshot photographer is amazing. But she doesn't do this.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. You want a real estate photographer to take your pictures now if you're saying to yourself i don't want to spend the money as mm-hmm. a, as a let's just say it's a brand new agent they don't have a budget for any of these things our cell phones really do take fantastic pictures there's apps that that, that can make them look amazing
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm not hating on on an iphone photo no but what i am hating on is the amber photos yes that are sideways or that have things in them that okay so i don't want to see the underwear at the base of your bed right. when i'm looking for a house or your balled up towel it that you te- dropped on the floor it tells me a story okay your photos are there to per- portray a story a storyboard you want it to have something that's compelling and you want it to draw you in and if the first thing i see is a a, a sideways and i when i say sideways i'm literally talking they put them in sideways. They haven't
0: figured out how to rotate them in whatever the the mm-hmm. the in on the so that it
1: shows up correctly on the website. Yes. Okay. And so when you're talking about loading photos into the MLS system, you know if you haven't done it before, if you're an agent, please talk to your broker and have them help you with that but you should be going back and reviewing your photos that you're inload that you're uploading right. to see how they do look and scroll through that little carousel exactly mm-hmm. phil
2: hey real quick the one thing i look for is how many pictures are you showing me of this house
0: if it's just one i'm out uh, oh
2: guess what <laughs> if it's if it's less than 5 mm-hmm. okay and it's only showing me the outside of the house i immediately look for what the verbiage is on the property. And they better be telling me it needs tender, loving care. Mm-hmm. Or or I go further on it says cash or conventional or cash or rehab loan. But to me, photos are everything because when I look at an appraisal or I look at an MLS, I'm not looking to see how pretty your house is. Well what I I mean it's yes. nice. It's nice. For you, the agent, what I'm looking at is what's wrong.
1: Okay. But, but if you're taking pictures of, let's just say, a not-so-pretty house, it does need TLC. it's It's been, you know, things, it just hasn't been loved on in a long time you still want to portray the house as it is. Correct. You're going to price it according to how it is. And I want to yeah. know what I'm getting when I get Correct. there. If yes. you're like,
0: so we're not saying doctor it up no. and go in and Photoshop it. So it looks like a whole different house. Exactly. Just, it should be a fair and reasonable representation of what it is. And you should also, like, if if your house is actually pretty dope and it's good, just clean up. That's what we're saying. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, yes. Like, well, do yourself
1: a favor. Do yourself a favor. All right. So, the last thing I want to say about photos is lighting. Mm-hmm. Lighting is everything. Um, you know, you can take a, a kind of a, a dreary day or a dreary photo of a dark room if you put some up lighting on it or mm-hmm. even just turn on all the lights. Uh, That is so helpful about pictures. But, folks, you need to demand great pictures when you're listing a property. That's first and foremost. Um, Let's just say, let's talk about staging a little bit. Um, The first thing that I say about staging is that you want to either, if, if you're not capable of it because it's too much of a task, you want to start to declutter with the staging. Um, I don't need to see the cereal boxes on top of your refrigerator, and what that tells me when you have that is you don't have enough storage. You don't have enough to put the things that need to go where they need to go. Um, so the other thing that's important to know or to note is the flow of the staging. And so if you have a lot of furniture, mm-hmm. um, that can be wonderful when you have gatherings, but it can also make a room feel very overstuffed. And it can make it actually feel like you don't have enough oxygen in that space. And so you want to make sure that the space is open and that the flow happens. You don't want to be blocking things. I don't want to have to walk around something to see your fireplace or to see the, the beautiful picture window that you have in the front. And so a stager or someone who does staging consultations like we do, um, that will walk you through the things that you could could be doing that could make a big difference.
2: I totally agree.
1: OK, um, so the other thing is if you have an empty house. What do you do if it's empty? Because people do like to see what it's going to look like. I mean, just a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Um. You know, even if you don't have staging equipment, there are staging companies that can come and help you. Um, there have been studies that have shown that homes that are staged sell for more money and quicker. Um, but if you don't have the budget for that, there's virtual staging these days. So we're saying, like, don't leave it all completely
0: to imagination.
1: You can, okay. but if you want to really show somebody how a place can look, do something as simple as virtually staging, okay. and um, that makes a, a significant difference. Um, but also, the one thing about staging that's helpful is if you have a really unusual floor plan. Mm. Um, you know, for instance, if you walk into the to the door, the front door, and there's a long hall and it, it leads you into like the living room in the kitchen and you don't know what to do with that space being able to put something there is really really helpful and i've had clients that have been in empty basements that have got built-ins that are just unusual or are located in an odd place and we just stand there and ask yourself i just don't know where i would put this that or the other thing right so uh, you know, those are the kind of situations where staging either uh, real furniture or virtual will really help. The other thing that why your home might not be selling is your house is really, really dark. Okay. You mean lighting wise or color scheme wise? Could be both. Could okay. be both. But I was talking about lighting-wise. Okay. And so, you know, you know how you go into a home, especially if you've got a really, a lot of tree coverage. And you walk in, and it's so dark. Yes. And it just doesn't have a good... Uh, a good energy about it. Right. It, it just and feels kind of gloomy. It does. And so those are the kinds of things where you can can easily fix that with some torchier lighting and uplighting. Right.
0: So we're going to give you some more information on why isn't your home selling. Also give you some information on how we can suggest you get that done. And if you have any questions, we encourage you to be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Also from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson. If you'd like to be part of the show,
1: we encourage you to call us at 651-641-1071. Uh, Folks, if you're thinking that, you know, in the next three to six months, you would like to put your house on the market, we would love to consult with you and talk with you a little bit about what you would need to do to get ready to sell. And we can give you tips and techniques and things like that and give you a free complimentary market analysis at no obligation. Absolutely. And we have the free things to consider when selling guide. So if you'd like one of those, all you have to do is reach out to us at 651 Five seven eight two two one eight by phone or voice uh, or text, or you can email Mimi at mnredhotrealestate dot com. Okay, yeah, so- I think we also want to remind people: don't put it off.
0: If you're considering it, like you said, if you're considering it, you might as well just go ahead and get it started.
2: I mean, we were talking during the break.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Realistically, I, I'm speaking as a a consumer that's bought many houses, sold many houses, and I'm a mortgage guy looking at appraisals and properties. All the time. Um, getting your house ready is not something we do in a week or two weeks. It's a three to six months. If you want to do it right. Correct. And you want to get the maximum value for your house. And keep your sanity. And, and, <laughs> and there's nothing more frustrating than having your house sit on the market for a long time. And you're consistently asking your agent, why isn't my house selling? There's it, reasons.
1: Well, yes. There's it, it, reasons. You don't want to be the person that, that is trying to fix it mm-hmm. while you're in the middle of it. You want to be proactive about it. You want to get it ready before you do it. Um, but with that said, there are plenty of, of instances where that's not possible, and we recognize that. Um, if uh, someone has been sick or they're, they're immobile and they can't do things mm-hmm. or, you know, all sorts of life things do happen. Um, we recognize that. And so we work with consumers where they actually are in the space. But we're talking about best case scenario, about why your right. house isn't selling. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things, you know, and we see lots of houses with, with what we do for a living. If your house is dirty, okay, we understand that there yeah, are different sta- different standards of cleanliness, But if if I'm walking in and I can see the cobwebs hanging from your ceiling or if your light fixtures are filthy or if your carpet is ruined and it's got all kinds of stains, it doesn't matter. All the all the allowances in the world that you offer, you know, you know, you don't want to do the work. Okay, we get it. But you need to price it accordingly because you never get another chance for that buyer to see it as it could be. Right. And the reason why that matters today more than probably ever is consumers are so... Uh, They're so used to seeing things like on TV and housing uh, shows where things are beautiful and they're perfect. And they're going to all these new build open houses where it's never been lived in before. Right. Okay, so, you know, your house will never look like it's never been lived in if you've lived in it but you can get it as good as it can be. It's like going, you know, getting your hair done, right? Okay, you can either wash your hair that day or don't wash your hair that day. So, Phil, you were talking uh, when we were in the break about your perception as a consumer shopping for homes of what you think when you see a dirty house.
2: When I see a dirty house, and I'm gonna speak as a mortgage lender, okay? I look at it as what's wrong with the house, What have what maintenance have you not done? And when I'm looking at a dirty house, I'm looking at every single picture, and I'm sorry to say, I have a negative view, and that negative view is is what's wrong with this house. It where is this house not going to pass an inspection? There must be something hiding. There there must be something hiding, and and normally, I can. There's deferred maintenance. For those homes that haven't been taken care of. I'm sorry to say it's a pride thing. Right. Yeah. You
1: know? Um, yeah. <laughs> we could talk about pride all day long. Okay, I'm just gonna say one more thing about cleanliness because we're not gonna beat a dead horse. But please, for the love of man, clean your bathroom and put the toilet lid down. Okay. Yeah. Just that's all I'm saying. Please do that. Um, buyers when they when they're in your kitchen and in your bathrooms, if they are if they're just kind of have that uh that is not what you want to have happen when you're showing your house. Right. And, you know, sellers are always asking for feedback, you know, and there's just no easy way to tell you that your house is dirty. You know, it's very, very difficult to say, well, you know,
0: your house, is your dirty. house
1: is filthy. Yeah. So please don't be that person. And if you can't clean your house, talk to your agent about it. Let's make make a plan. Yes. For
2: you. There's um, cleaning services. Right. And that
1: might be a gr- a wonderful investment for you. And yeah. maybe there's a way that you c- we can negotiate uh, a cleaning service as part of the, the payout of the commission. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of things that you can do all when, kinds you're, of tricks. when you're creative. Yep. Okay, so one of the things that may be the reason that your house isn't selling is, first of all, you didn't price it right to begin with. Okay, so it's very difficult when a market is shifting for a seller to say, well, six months ago you know, Joe down the road, his house sold for and Sue up the street, their house sold for. Well, we're not in the same market as we were six months ago. Things are shifting and they're shifting every day. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to really look at comps, start at looking at comps that are 30 days, 60 days, 90 days out from when you're selling. Those are going to be your more realistic comps. And, you know, while Richfield is a, you know, a city, you want to make sure that you're, you're not doing it too far out from your house. You want to make sure you're starting at a quarter mile, a half a mile, a mile, just like what an appraiser would do to get prices. And so when you put your house on the market, if you have missed the mark, you're not going to get very many showings off the bar, Mm -hmm. uh, off the bat. And that is not what you want to have happen in that first week. Phil?
2: Well, there's a problem you're creating. The consumer is creating a problem for themselves. Right. And that is on the mortgage side. Mm-hmm. If you think your house is 500, but your agent's telling you it's only worth 420, and that's the highest comp is 4- 420, mm-hmm. even though you get an offer on your house, unless there's called gap coverage, yes, covering the difference between the price and the actual value, you're going to get that. Phone call that, hey, the mortgage financing on your buyers fell through because the house doesn't appraise.
0: Now, since we've been saying that the uh, time on market is longer than it was before, mm-hmm. is this one of the things that as a potential buyer, you're more in control of than for a while there? It seemed like we were often hearing that things were going above um, what they may have um, uh, uh appraised for right and so that's just yeah Uh, so is that just happening less
2: i'm still seeing some houses selling for more than list i'm seeing more often though the offer is at list price and they're accepting the list price Mm -hmm. but i'm also seeing seller concessions in okay. the cities
1: right now, where sellers are getting about 99 and some change percent of their original list price. So we, we feel that the sellers are, are being realistic about it. But okay. there are certain instances where people aren't pricing it right to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so it just sits until you adjust it. Um, another reason why houses aren't selling is it smells. Okay. it You know, so... We get very used to what we smell like and how we live, but some of the things that are very off-putting for our buyers are your pet od- pet odors, mm-hmm. your cooking yes. spices, all those kinds of things, frying. Uh, And smoking cigarettes or or cigars in your home, Mm -hmm. Um, there are ways that you can get rid of odors. But I would highly encourage you not to be cooking up a big, you know, elaborate meal before your showings because different people have different sensitivities and smell is one of them that I've had people walk into a door and go, no, no immediately not mm-hmm. even walk in any further than the, just to hit him in the face mm-hmm. um, even if you're like this makes me smell
0: like if this feels like home cuz i smell this there's other people that are like oh no i'm just triggered cuz my mom used to make that all the time or something so you just yes. might as well stay
1: away from it and as far as smoking goes um, please don't smoke in your home um, there are lots of studies that show that this, that people who smoke in their home, the value of your home is is greatly diminished. Um, but there are ways to to address that if yes. you if you do happen to have a house that that it might require is a lot of you, know, you, you yeah. might have to have a company
0: come in and and deodorize your whole home, but you can yep. do it.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about affordability. Um, buyers affordability. So, right now, with interest rates the way they are, your house might not be selling. Um, if it's just sitting there, maybe consider offering a 2-1 buy-down mm-hmm. or a 3 one buy-down. And, mm-hmm. Phil, uh, briefly talk about incentives that sellers can offer for those things.
2: Well, I mean, a 3 one buy-down is better than you dropping price. Build a 3 one buy-down right into your, your initial offer, you know, uh, or Can you're, we explain what
0: that is again, sure. and how would I, how would I communicate that that was an option?
2: Okay, on a three two one buy down, it costs approximately about five percent. So yes, you're going to the sellers are going to get a less five percent their listing price. Yes, but what's the benefit? Benefit is is the consumer has an interest rate in the fives in the first year, six in the second year, seven in the third year. All right. And then eventually they would go to that eight percent because that's where we're at today. Mm-hmm. But more than likely that that consumer will be able to refinance
0: before out, they get be, to before that. Before
2: they get to that, if you want to create it's a multiple offer situation, I would go the route of a two one buy down or a three two one buy down. All right, because you're going to create a frenzy where you're going to have more buyers wanting to buy your house
1: okay so folks it, this is something that if you have that you should consider when you're getting ready to list so that it'll be there f- fresh for people to know but if it's not listed on the MLS right when your house is listed um, you may need to have an agent go and promote that mm-hmm. and do marketing to promote that the fact that you're offering something new as
0: a uh, let's say I'm just uh, I'm just window shopping what would that look like on the listing that I'm coming across? So I would go, Hey, and I would talk to my agent that, you know, if, and I'm saying if I'm the buyer, <laughs> potential buyer, uh, how would I even know? What would that terminology look like? So I could call my agent and go, Hey, this house right here because of this.
1: So if you're doing a change in the MLS when something's been on the property, you're going to want to do a, uh, several different things. You're going to want to market to the other agents that are in that, in that MLS, but you're also going to want to put it in public notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also in agent notes Yep. Um, so that people know and change. You know, you you want to change your photos if things are stale and you may even want to relist your house okay. so that you get uh, new eyes on properties. And that would be a great time to make any kind of price adjustments if you're going to do it. OK, well, we're going to have some more information on why isn't your home selling.
0: You can be part of the show as well as we return at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071. I'm Shannon here with my friend Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results in the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Also my friend Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. You still have time to be part of the show. That number is
1: 651-641-1071. Okay folks, if you would like to get one of our things to consider when uh, selling a house or buying a house all you have to do is request it. It's free and it's updated every, every different season. So right now we're Still in fall, uh, you can get that by texting six five one five seven eight two two one eight or emailing Mimi at MNRedHotRealEstate.com. dot com. Okay, we know that selling houses is not easy. No, it's not an easy process. But I also want folks to know that we also do sell properties as is. Um, there are plenty of people that are looking for properties that they can go in and do their own work. So this doesn't have to be daunting to you. This is just a best-case scenario of why perhaps a house isn't selling in a market when it's a seller's market. We have 2.4 months of inventory. A balanced market is between five and six. And so this definitely still is a seller's market. Um, So we want our sellers to be successful when they put their house on the market so that they can get top dollar and not be sitting on it forever. Uh, One of the reasons that buyers hate and why homes sit on the market for a long time is old mechanicals. You know, folks, buyers, especially if it's their first home, they have no idea if a furnace is you know, two thousand. If it's fifty thousand, right? They don't know, um, but they don't want to buy a house that has an old furnace. And so, one of the things that you can do to combat something like that is to offer a free home warranty. On your property. What okay. that what that does is it covers you for the mechanicals and the appliances for the term of the listing and then it transfers to the buyer for one year. Yes. And Ms. Shannon, I know you've I had, had one. You and had the, one. And decided to keep it. And decided to <laughs> and keep, and keep it. Decided to keep and it. I, and
2: I've seen home warranties go out for three years
1: exactly mm-hmm. you know yeah you can definitely give offer that as an incentive i really did breathe
0: it was it, it gave me a, a some breathing where i'm like is, if you're already like oh as the buyer you're going this is a big decision and am i this or that knowing well if anything happens i didn't jump into a pond that i can't swim in because mm-hmm. i have this this buoy
1: right there it made a big difference yes 100 mm-hmm. percent. it's definitely a nice safety net for your buyers and it's something that you can advertise on the mls it's something that you can advertise on your yard sign, all kinds of things like that, that you can do that would be helpful for if you do have old appliances and old mechanicals. Um, so that's something to consider. Or you could uh, go ahead and replace it. Go ahead and do that. And then advertise that you have a, a new furnace. That's a very big incentive to a buyer right. to think, okay, well, a, a life of a furnace is between 20 and 30 years, and I don't have to worry about that. So that's a big, big deal.
2: I'll say the three things that I see that kills deals: mm-hmm. bad furnace, bad roof, yes, and bad electrical, where the electric is not up to code, right? Or whoever worked on it, jerry-rigged mm-hmm. electrical. Those are the You're three like, top things no, that don't. I see.
1: Yes, okay, folks. One thing that you could be doing if your house is sitting on the market is maybe you have eliminated FHA and VA financing because you're afraid of the condition of your house. Mm-hmm. Fix those things, folks. Fix those things because if you are not offering your house for sale to VA and FHA buyers, you are eliminating an enormous pool of buyers. Um, things that FHA and VA will call. They will definitely all the time call peeling paint. Um, it's getting cold now, but Phil says you can paint in the cold. So you know, we know he knows everything. I've
2: had clients paint yes in, in the cold.
1: Um, if your roof has less than five years of life left on it, they're probably going to call your roof. If uh, you're missing handrails uh, on any stairs on the interior and also on your front landing, um, they're probably going to call that too. But those are little things that you can do as a homeowner that you can open up a whole new avenue of buyers that could purchase your home.
2: Think health and safety.
1: Health and safety. Okay, folks, here's one thing that you, if you have, and all three of us in this room are animal lovers, Yes. D- don't even think we're not, no, but your so pets much. could be scaring the tarnation out of the buyers and had it happened two weeks ago. There, We were not notified that there was a big dog. Oh. And while I like dogs, I like dogs I know. I do mm-hmm. not. I do not
0: like, I, I tolerate dogs. <laughs> but so, I would walk directly away from
1: that house. So yes. if you have a dog door, as this house did, you want to shut that if the mm. dog is in the backyard. Because I've never seen two people jump and shut the dog door faster it it's terrifying to not know but also it's hard on your animal Please kennel your dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, we love dogs, but please don't let that be something that makes a buyer turn I'm gonna around. I'm going to say we don't all love dogs. Okay. <laughs> I am scared of dogs. You are?
0: I am okay, scared that's of dogs. new. Yeah, okay. I am scared of dogs. So if I found a an unfamiliar
1: dog, it would be quite jarring to me. Okay. Another reason that your house might not be selling is if there's evidence of water intrusion in your basement. Mm, okay. um, if we can see that white powdery stuff or there's cracks in your block or just a musty smell, um, there's just about nothing that will make a buyer turn around and leave faster than if you've got that. So what can you do? You can call a wet basement company and have them come out. If you can't afford it, perhaps that can be negotiated into the deal. Um, You know, there's all sorts of different things. Maybe the vendor would take money at closing. You never know. But it's definitely something that buyers dislike. Um, So get that fixed, please.
2: All right. If you've got a bad foundation,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: what do I mean by that? I mean, you've got a wall that's bowing. I've seen it before, or you've got a crack, big cracks in your foundation, or your foundation has shifted. You, we as lenders will walk away from that type of property situation. Walk away from them. Now, I'm not telling you it can't be sold. I can't I'm not gonna tell you it can't be financed, but be prepared, be prepared to be asked for an engineering, structural engineering inspection.
1: Yes. And,
2: and those can be three to five thousand dollars.
1: Well, okay. The biggest thing about a structural engineer is there's not enough of them, yep. and they're very, very busy. And so to be able to get one out quickly is the issue altogether. Right. So you'd want to be prepared uh, well in advance for that. Now, one other thing that I want to make sure is maybe your, your agent is just not creative. Maybe your agent is new. Maybe your agent isn't doing any marketing for you. Right. Maybe it is the agent. So you want to sit down and talk to the agent. What are you doing? Why is the house not selling? Um, And so the other thing you can do is if if you happen to be that seller that's representing themselves, that is awkward. That's awkward to call and talk with a seller directly. So lots of different things that folks can consider. If you're thinking about selling your house, we'd love to help you out and we'd love to talk with you about it. If you'd like this list, we are happy to send it to you. 651-578-2218. I also want to remind
0: you, you can get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website. Go to mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot.
2: And I can be reached at 651-238-6748. Go Vikings!